The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the World's Team, brought to you by Blogging the Boys, in partnership, as always, with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray, and joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. How's it going, Paul? Not too bad, not too bad, Meg. How's yourself? Oh, you know, just uh, getting whiplash all over uh, the crazy signings from the week. So, you know, the NFL is keeping it interesting for us. Oh, yeah. If it's not the Cowboys, it's all the other teams. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that uh, Devontae Adams. That's who I'm trying to say, right? Did I mess up his name? Yeah. No, no, you got it. You got it spot on. Devontae Adams from <laughs> Green Bay to the. I was well. I was about to say Oakland there, but I'm wrong there. It's Las Vegas. So. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a curveball, and same with the whole Deshaun Watson uh, move yeah. as well. Wait, where do you think that Baker's gonna go? I have a gut feeling he might end up in Indy. Oh, and that for the Colts, uh, yeah, I've got a gut feeling about that one. I've heard Seattle, and then the, I know the NFC South just really wants quarterbacks, so who knows. At this day and age, at, at this rate, we just have no idea. And to, to, to be fair, the, the talent pool for the draft for quarterbacks is not necessarily that great. So I can imagine teams will be looking to look for more veteran quarterbacks um, who are on the market right now. So it wouldn't come as a surprise if Baker Mayfield gets picked up by another team to be a starter for maybe a couple of seasons till the next up-and-coming QB class comes up. To Shane, you know? Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, I, I don't really know. I didn't pay too much attention, to be honest, to the Browns at all last year. So I don't really know what the big issue was. I think it was mostly, you know, that he just refused to not play and, like, give himself time to heal. Um, but, you know, I will miss his commercials um, most of all. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, Baker is definitely born for television, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I could see him after, you know, after he's done quarterbacking in this league, uh, really having a successful career um, behind the desk. So 
yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on all that stuff. There's so much going on. Um, speaking of which, you know, we've all been using our stick to poke at the Cowboys, asking them to do something. And they did two things in the matter of a span of like an hour <laughs> of each other. I know. It's yeah. just it's just crazy, right? What's going like I, I if you could really summarize the, the free agency, I, you just you you really want to point your finger mad at someone right now, like because the lack of impact we're doing right now. We're, we've lost more key players than bringing players in right now. And it's not a good sign, especially like it's only what three weeks away or some, something like that towards the draft. And we're in like, and we've already just kind of brought in like two players and we signed uh, one, one player in the roster. So it's, it's not good enough. I, I personally, I think it's not good enough. Yeah. I think you're spot on with that. Honestly, um, the NFC uh, it has been getting weaker just as a whole. And it's like, we are kind of weakening along with it when we should really be using this to like go full force, go all in and like make some big moves because we could take the whole entire NFC. But no, nah. <laughs> we got nah, some, nah. Uh, yeah, we signed James Washington, who is a former Steelers wide receiver. Um, yep. signed to a one-year deal, um, which kind of points to what you mentioned earlier, um, that it's kind of a safety signing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before we went on air, um, I was kind of making the site that all the signings we have made or re-signs is just be more of a safety blanket to fill a void. It does. It's not necessarily. Oh yeah, we brought James Washington. Yeah, he's trying to be our wide receiver one. No, that's not the case. To me, Cedric. Uh, to me, uh, James Washington is pretty much going to be the Cedric Wilson replacement. I think personally, he's going to be wide receiver number three or or four, depending on what yeah. we do in the draft. I, I like like it's yeah. It, it, it's it's a good acquisition for the team business wise. It's good, but. It's just not what we're wanting. We're wanting something a bit more that's going to change the team going forward if we're still wanting to compete and make a, a charge, uh, surge for the Super Bowl. So it's like it's like, it's like like we just said, it feels like it's just more of a safety blanket, what, what we're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those uh, moves that is classic uh, Dallas Cowboys offseason. Um, you find a guy that, you know... Um, isn't going to cost too much. Um, he's, he knows how to do his job, um, but he, it's not a sexy signing by any means. Um, and you, it doesn't stop you from upgrading in the draft, which is likely what they plan to do at that position, but it does, it kind of makes it so that they don't have to. Um, although they will likely, you know, make some signings for both of these positions that were mentioning. So, um, but yeah. he is a Texas boy. So I have to mention, you know, um, he's from Stanford, Texas, and he has played three in three state title games and he won two of them. Um, and that was in AT&T stadium. So he's used to winning in AT&T. So he's <laughs> 
Yeah, so I don't want to be a bit of a a, a a pure dump on that fact. Like, I just tend to think, like, yeah, that's great and all in store, but I'm more focused on what it's going to do now. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, yeah, great, you've got a great history winning an AT&T stadium. That's great. But what can you do for us? What can you do going forward? That's all I'm thinking about. It's all about moving on, moving yeah. on forward, try and get that Super Bowl. I think with James, um, the important thing to remember is that, you know, we didn't really get to see much of like his true potential last year um, because he did have I agree. Roethlisberger at the end of his career and their OC is uh, no, nothing to write home about. So um, there's a lot of potential here if, you know, if- he can be the guy with Dak and like get some work in. Absolutely. If there's one thing about James Washington, I did feel so he was very underutilized by uh, Pittsburgh. Like, they seem to be, I, I don't know, the Pittsburgh last season was a bit of a weird uh, nutshell. Like, it's like, it was their offense was very obscured. I, I tend to feel like you just, it was more spread across the board. Uh, kind of like us, like, not like Juju was kind of out of contention mostly. Washington was kind of in and out. There was a uh, more action from the tight ends, kind of similar to us with Dalton. So it's like it's yeah. I mean, if what if James was to come in and has a more solid role, being that like slot receiver or potential second deep threat, then cool. Like at least we know what he can bring to the table and stuff like that. But I think we what Kellen and. Mike McCarthy or planning to do with him, that remains to be seen. But hopefully he'll be utilized more accordingly within our offense this year. Yeah. Uh, speaking of slot receivers, did you see that uh, Cole Beasley was on the market this week? I did. <laughs> I did. And uh, I'm personally, as much, as much as I love Cole when he was at Dallas, but with his actions and snobbery, I, well, um, I maybe have a little dig at him. He was being a little bit snobby when he went to Buffalo to claim to say that the facilities were better than the star. I'm sorry, but that's just not true. But um, Cole can um, go elsewhere. He's like I would not entertain that idea of bringing him back. That before we before we just to get that out there, I would not bring him back. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I am I'm good on the Cole Beasley saga. He just seems to um, bring a lot of drama, and I'm pretty not interested in that. Um, also, we have a better rapper on our team um, in Boss Man Fat, uh, Kelvin Joseph. So I think we're we're Ooh, all set. <laughs> barn, barn, barn. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like '80s singing. Did I get that right? <laughs> well, oh. okay. So we're all good without Cole Beasley. Um, so yeah. thanks, but no thanks, Cole. Um, <laughs> we also signed Dante Fowler Jr., who is actually the That's... same draft class as Randy Gregory. Yes, this pack I do quite like very much. Um, from a business point of view, especially, it's not really costing us too much, I believe. I can't remember the exact rigors, but it's not taking a massive hit on us. And from its speed, like, so he played, 
he was drafted by Jacksonville, I believe. Then he went to the Rams. Then he went to Atlanta. So he's already had experience with Dan Quinn for a brief amount of time. So even at that, at least we know, at least Fowler's coming into the team, a defense, and he knows what is expected of him. So he will fit in quite well, I would like to assume. So that is a good move. That could be a really, like, one of those under-the-radar signings what we did last year, like, with, uh, like, Jalen Curse. And that's another guy we could probably talk about as well. Yes. Um, just real quickly, though, um, Dan Quinn was actually the defensive coordinator at Florida, where um, they – that's where they um, overlapped. So it'll, it'll be fun to see, you know, Dan reunite with him. And I think that um, he really takes this seriously, especially when he gets to get his like guys that he is familiar with. Um, I think that'll be a really cool, um, really cool video. But also just to um, reiterate also, his deal is a one-year deal for $5 million. So that is very friendly to us. Yeah, that, that, uh, very, very friendly. And it's a, it's a really good team-friendly deal. Like I said, from a business point of view, it's not good. Like, it's, I don't think it's going to uh, impact us at all Like, if it doesn't work out with Dante. But it's still too early to say, of course. But I, 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 I definitely don't think he's going to be uh what's his name Don Terry Poe situation that like, I hope that's never going to be the case because that was going to be one of the worst free agent signings we ever had in recent years was Poe and yeah, I'm still not over that yeah like for, see because I'm very defensive line minded and that's the position I used to play yeah that when I when I saw like when you see a defensive lineman showing lack of effort, even just trying to get beyond a line of scrimmage and getting uplifted by a, a, a undersized offensive lineman, that's like, come on, man, get your act together. But Fowler, no, he's got a bit more of a nasty streak in him, so I'm okay. quite I'm quite excited about it. And that, but he's not going to. I don't think his his best days. I probably say slightly behind, just slightly, but I think he can still bring something to the table for sure. I don't know. My least favorite um, free agency signing was Everson Griffin. So that's <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, that, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I would say that I could I could be pretty much put on par. Um, yeah. But pff, I'd say I'd say par just edges it for pure laziness. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Okay. All right. Also, Lane Van Resch, coming back, one-year deal. Oh, back. <laughs> yeah, so it, Mr. LVE, the, the Wolf Hunter, he's back for one more year. So um, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy about this. Um, again, it's a safety blanket. It's like LVE's played into, played into a Dan Quinn system again. He knows what to do. And in all fairness, People can criticize LVE as much as they want, but in that later half of the year, he was actually becoming quite productive, even though he was, he was like behind the scenes and stuff like that. He wasn't making the, the all the necessary tackles that you're so used to seeing in his first couple of seasons, but he was still making impact plays, So, but not as like getting the limelight as much, because all the limelight was obviously going to make the Parsons. He was the more the creme, creme de la creme of our defense. So so I'm I'm happy with that. He's back for one more year. Um it it, it just covers a it just covers the cowboys and linebacker at certain points. But I still do feel we still need to make more acquisitions at the linebacker position. Because yeah. we still don't know as well if um a Jabril Cox what is his uh how's he going to react after that career uh, with that season injury is he going to be the same player coming back we don't know so i still think we still need to address linebacker in free agency or in the draft yeah i mean it definitely provides um stability at that linebacker position um and i you make a very good point um i am obviously a an LSU fan. So I'm a fan of Jabril Cox. I've seen him come back um, from injury and before. Um, so I have the utmost faith in him doing that, but it is a good idea to, um, you know, address that position just because you don't want it to become a bigger problem. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, I think that brings us to something cool that you did this week with the UK Cowboys. Yes, so me and the guys from the UK Cowboys, we did our first mock draft just for the first round for all teams. Um, so just bear with me one moment. Uh, I'm just trying to get the the actual chart up as we speak. So just bear me one moment. So so how it worked was so me, sorry, myself, Jamie, Graham, and Lauren all took turns like Every fourth, like every fourth try, we pick the player for that certain team at the time. This was, and bear in mind, this was just before the Devante Adams trade happened. So this was just before it. So, um, da, 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 where are we? There we go. So, so, so with that, so a, I'm trying to remember who went first. So Jamie went first overall. I was second. Then it was Lauren, then it was Graham. So then after that, if you're pick number five, it goes back to Jamie, then continues on and continues on. So just to kind of run it down through the whole first 32 picks of that draft. So 
So Evan Neal, tackle from Alabama, goes to Jacksonville. Um, Mike, so that was that was that was Jamie's pick. And to be fair, Jacksonville needs all the help they can do at offensive line. Um, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan going to a team in Michigan, Detroit. So it makes sense. <laughs> uh, so picking the best defensive player on the board for Detroit. I mean, and you're picking a guy who actually went to Michigan, uh, Michigan University. So it would be a win-win for the fans for that one. Um, so Houston Texans, they need help all over the place right now. But they drafted the best offensive lineman that was there, and that was Akeem Aquano and North Carolina State. Jets at number four picked Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Uh, New York Giants select Ahmed Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati. Um, oh. Num- yep. Okay. Um, Number six was Charles Cross, the tackle from Mississippi. So within the first six picks, there's three tackles off the board. Um, so, that, so that was my pick for that one. I had the Panthers for that one. And L- Lorne picked Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher from Georgia, to go to New York Giants at number seven. Then Graham selected oh, yeah. uh, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, so Graham uh, selected Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State, going to the Falcons. And this is uh, so. This was a Jamie pick. This one. So <laughs> he and you're going to be uh, like you'll be surprised with this one, which was uh, Jamie selected the first quarterback off the board for Seattle, and that was Sam Howe from North Carolina. That's um, interesting. And it's and it's it's intriguing. Like I, I understand I could understand Jamie's thought process behind that, which I thought was like, you know what, I can I can actually see Seattle potentially pick a quarterback in that, but I just don't see the quarterbacks this year being in the top 10, maybe in the late tens, but not in the top 10. So um yeah, I was gonna so, say that's I, a little early, but hey. Yeah. They do need it. So that so that kind of caused a bit more disruption for further down the board. So um so I had the number 10 pick for no wait, so that was the number nine. Yeah, so for number 10, I selected Derek Stanley Jr. LSU for yeah. the Jet for the New York Jets. Uh, I would so, love to have the Cowboys, but it's not not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, then Lloyd threw an absolute absolute curveball on this one as the Washington football team. I still refuse to call them the commanders because that, or I should call it, start calling them the comp, should start calling them something else. But anyway, so (laughs) Lloyd selected Devin Lloyd from Utah, the linebacker, going to Washington, which I thought, oh, that would be quite um, scary, actually. So, um, then finally, finally, Kayvon Tribodeau from Oregon, the edge rusher, goes to Minnesota at number 12. Mm. And, and this is where it gets interesting again for the Cleveland Browns. They decide, so Jamie selects N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia. So that was a, 
I was like, oh, Chris, uh, I mean, the, I, I was I, I thought that it was like, it was more of a best player available at that time pack for Jamie, and he just really like, nailed that one, I thought. So, um, number 14 was the Baltimore Ravens with George Kalalaftis. Yeah, Kalaftis. I don't know how you pronounce it. I do apologize if you're listening to this, George. I do apologize. <laughs> uh, from Purdue, the edge rusher. And here we come with the Philadelphia Eagles picks. This, oh boy. These ones, yeah. So, number 15 is Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington, which is a good solid pick. Number 16, Drake London from USC, wide receiver. So they go wide receiver again. So at number 17, at, at, at number 17 for the Los Angeles Chargers, and bear in mind, they've got Joey Bosa, they've got Khalil Mack and that defensive line. What yeah. more to beef it up? What more to beef it up by getting Jordan Davis from Georgia? That would be the most... That would be the most scariest defensive line in the NFL this season if they were to select him, hands yeah, down. Yeah, we we don't play them this year, I don't believe. So that's... Yeah, I'm like, thank God we're not playing them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so moving on to number 18, Jamison Williams from Alabama, wide receiver, goes to the Saints. And number 19 is back to the Eagles again. And this one hurts me. So bear in mind that Fletcher Cox got released by the Eagles. The Eagles select the other defensive interior tackle, which is Devontae Wyatt. So you could argue, you can you could argue who's the better defensive tackle for Georgia. Is it Devontae Wyatt or is it Jordan Davis? It really is a 50-50, but either way, they've got absolute ballers coming into Philadelphia if that's the if that's the place I'll they select. Just, I'm gonna have to um fact check you really quick though um they the eagles brought back fletcher on a uh, one-year deal oh did they i thought they released them yeah. no one year oh. deal 14 million dollars um for yeah that's his contract oh Oh, well, at the time we didn't have that information when we did this draft yesterday. So, <laughs> no, you're good. I just, I just oh, well. wanted to make sure uh, that oh, I uh, touched on that real quick. <laughs> oh, oh no, no, thank, thank you for that. Thank you, uh, much appreciated. <laughs> um, this, right? So this one's going to be a sore one, Meg. At number twenty for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Canyon Green, Texas A&M guard, Don't do this to goes me. to the Steelers. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I know. So, number 21 for the New England Patriots, they're going to stock up in more wide receiver threats for the new quarterback. So, they, they draft Chris Olave from Ohio State. So, and and again, for number 22, and this was, and bear in mind, this was before the Oakland Raiders, sorry, not Oakland, last uh, Las Vegas Raiders trade with, to... with Green Bay. That I, I can, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll never, I, it's going to be really hard to shift that, to be honest. But at the time, the Las Vegas Raiders select my fellow countryman, David Ojabo, edge rusher from oh. Michigan. Because, yeah, so they are doubling down with the edge rushers because the guy's raw, 
They've just signed Chandler Jones and they've got Max Crosby in the other end. So you you can really have Ojabo learning from these two guys and become an absolute monster in the NFL. So, and depending on what scheme they've run. So, um, so moving on from that, at number 23, Tyler Lindebaum, center, goes to Arizona. So, I'm just like, oh, you dirty dog. So, <laughs> but so now we come to number 24 for the Dallas Cowboys. We're in desperate need of offensive linemen with Lyle Collins now gone, with Connor Williams gone. I would say the more, so our thought process at the time as the group, me, Graham, Lauren, and Jamie, we all had a discussion where we're doing this. And we do felt like the more interior of the lineman was the more higher priority because you still have Terrence Steele that can still actually do a good, actually half decent job. Whereas on the left guard position was really needed. So with that, but the Dallas Cowboys selected Zion Johnson from Boston College. Guard. Okay. Tell us about Zion. I need the details. And one nasty mofo. <laughs> what more can I say? Okay. But I will I will say though, if we didn't like if if we do don't if we don't get Zion, there is some good guards in the second and third round prospects prospects as well, which I think we can definitely utilize to be a starter for sure. But um but Zion is definitely I would say he's got more of a nasty streak compared to Kenyon Green. I would say like when you compare those two guards, I'd say Kenyon's got the more technical ability for like pass protection and stuff like that. But whereas in terms of the run blocking scheme, Zion's your guy. And that's if that's one thing we definitely need in that middle of that offensive line is a lot more a lot more like brutality going forward, going beyond that line of scrimmage in the run in the rushing game. Yeah, that was it's something that Kelsey and I talked about on Friday on Girls Talking Boys. Is just like we need more like I don't like using this term, but it nasty here. We need some dogs out there. Like yes, yeah. So if you're if that's what you're saying, he is. I am hype on that pick. Yeah, I'm hype with this one. Uh, so so we've so we've made a selection with Zion Johnson. We were quite happy about it. We did get a little bit of criticism. Why did we not select Trevor Penn in the tackle and stuff like that? But again, again, we were just having fun with it. Yeah. There's nothing to be serious, but it's just kind of being open-minded. We kind of justified our reasons behind it. If mm-hmm. not, we'll get a tackle in the later rounds as well. So, so moving on from that, uh, we're at now Buffalo at number 25, and they select Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas. And moving on from that at number 26, and this is where it is quite interesting. The Tennessee Titans select Benhard Ryman from Central Michigan, the tight end, no, the t- no, sorry, the tackle. Not t- he used to be a tight end that converted to a tackle. That's what it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, number 27, Tom Brady is going to get a special gift with us one with him coming back with. Him losing Ali Marpet and losing Alex Kappa going to Cincinnati. Yeah. They select Trevor they select Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. 
So he gets a nice brand new tackle coming into the scheme for Tom Brady. So, and at number 28, and this is the Packers pick, um, they select Jermaine Johnson II from Florida State, the edge rusher. And moving on to pick number 29, which is the Miami Dolphins. And again, they're in desperate need for tackle. And, and the way how things are going right now, and according to Lorne and Jamie, this player is definitely on the rise. They could potentially move into the first round and they think it could it could potentially happen. And based on NFL Network is what they're talking about, is the t- tackle Tyler Smith from Tulsa moving, going to Miami at number 29. So finally, we're in the last three picks. At number 30, we've got Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback from Clemson, going to uh, the defense at Kansas City. Uh, Pick number 31 is the Cincinnati Bengals. They go for Jalen Petrie, the cornerback from Baylor. And uh, this one's a bit of a weird one. I don't know why we. Uh, I don't know. Who, I'm trying to remember who made this pick. Actually, uh, it was J. It was Graham. Graham made this pick, and it's the it's the Detroit Lions. Even though they've got Jared Goff, they went select Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pittsburgh. Kenny think, Pickett. Yeah, it just sounds like a pure quarterback name, right? It is. Yeah. It kind of, so it, it like, really reminds me of my favorite baseball player growing up um, was named Kirby Puckett. And it kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our first mock draft. Uh, we'll probably be doing a couple of more as the weeks lead up to the draft. But I, I think we're, what we're going to do is where we're going to do a full, just Cowboys only picks and yeah. a simulation leading up and it's all nine picks for the Cowboys. So we're doing first round all the way down to the sixth. Even though we, we don't, well, we might have a seventh debate where things are going. If there's going to be an ad yeah. trade, we may get a seventh for compensation. We, we, may, we may not know. Anything could happen. So, but uh, yeah, so we're going to do that. But yeah, that was our first ever mock draft. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I just remember you sending that to me and I was like, Zion, okay. Like we got to get this, get this on here to talk about. Cause you know, I mean, we obviously mm-hmm. need to beef up that online. So, I mean, that would be a solid pick. And it was something that I wanted to address last year, um, you know, before realizing how amazing Michael Parsons is. <laughs> That's definitely something we could do in the, in the weeks coming up. Maybe we can actually run our own very mock draft as well. Yeah. I mean, I've uh, I've just started dipping my toe back into the draft pond, so um, <laughs> I wasn't quite ready until this week. I was like, "All right, it's time to buckle down. It's getting close. This is probably where our moves are going to be made." Just judging off of what we were doing in free agency, so um, yeah, we gotta we gotta pay attention, y'all. <laughs> Alrighty, well, and people can watch that on YouTube, right? Uh, yes, it's available on YouTube. It's on the UK Cowboys Twitter and Facebook page, and it's all. And you can just hear it on the Spotify and iTunes. 
our Apple Music channels as well. So it's it's a bit it's the same platform as our blog and the boys network network as well. Perfect. Well, that makes it easy. Um, all right, guys. Well, we have a lot to keep our eyes on for this upcoming week. Um, so we will be back next Sunday uh, with you as always. And you can also catch me on Fridays with Kelsey Charles doing Girls Talking Boys. And uh, Paul, tell the people where they can find you and all the fun stuff you have coming up this week. Sure. Um, you guys can all follow me at I am Peace on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can also follow the UK Cowboys and that as well. Um, so yeah, just, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's awesome. And we will see you guys next week. Um, you can follow along with all the rumors, trades, all that crazy stuff, um, on bloggingtheboys.com. We have uh, shows for you every single day. So be sure to uh, rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podca- podcasting platform. We would love to uh, hang out with all of you via, you know, your stereo. So <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> see you next week, guys. Bye.